Welcome to Conversations on Public Health, a regular program from the Harvard School of Public Health that explores current issues in the field. Today we're speaking with Melinda Power, a doctoral student in epidemiology and environmental health. Power is the lead author of a study in the journal Environmental Health Perspectives that looked at traffic-related air pollution and cognitive function in older men. Welcome to the podcast, Melinda. Thanks. You note in your paper that there hasn't been much research looking at the relationship between environmental toxicants, such as air pollution, and how they might affect brain functioning. So what did your study look at? So in our study, we wanted to look at the relationship between traffic-related air pollution and cognitive function in older adults. And to do this, we looked specifically at the relationship or the association between black carbon concentrations, which are a metric of traffic-related air pollution, and cognitive test scores in a group of older men drawn from the normative aging study, which is an ongoing longitudinal cohort study of men in the greater Boston area. We were able to assign average yearly black carbon concentrations to each participant through use of a prediction model for black carbon that was developed here at the Harvard School of Public Health. And this model allows us to predict daily average black carbon concentrations at locations throughout the greater Boston area. So we were able to link this model to the residential address of each participant and come up with an estimate of their black carbon exposures. We also had access to cognitive test score data. The men in the normative aging study undergo cognitive testing as part of the study protocol. And so we used data from six cognitive tests. The first is the mini mental state examination, or the MMSE. And it's a cognitive test that assesses global cognitive functioning. And it's commonly used in clinical and research settings to screen for dementia. We also use data from six additional cognitive tests that address more specific domains, like attention or working memory. And what did your study find? So we found that men who lived in places with higher exposure to traffic-related air pollution did have lower cognitive test scores. So how can traffic-related pollution affect someone's brain? If we think about traffic-related air pollution, it's a complex mixture of gases and particles. And so the individual components may each have an independent effect. Uh, There's some evidence from the animal literature that exposure to ozone is related to neuroinflammation and memory deficits. And there's also evidence that ultrafine particulates can actually get into the brain and, and cause dysfunction, either through translocation up the olfactory nerve or after absorption th- through the lung. There's also other aspects of traffic besides traffic-related air pollution that may be at play here. For example, noise. Traffic is pretty noisy, and that has been shown to potentially have effects on cognitive function. Unfortunately, our study can't distinguish between these possibilities because they're so highly correlated. It may be the impact of the mixture as a whole or any one component that we're observing here. So your study looked at cognitive decline in men, but would the findings apply to women too? Yes, I believe these findings are applicable to women as well. There's no reason to think that the underlying mechanisms would be different in men and women. And this study actually concurs with another study that was conducted solely in women that looked at the relationship between distance to a major road, which is a great proxy for traffic-related air pollution, and cognitive function. You know, from a public health angle, what steps could be taken to reduce people's exposure to this kind of pollution? I believe the best way to reduce exposure to traffic-related pollution is really to pass more stringent emission standards. The technology exists and we could pass legislation to enact that. 
This has been a Harvard School of Public Health production. Please visit us on the web at www.hsph.harvard.edu.